this men's health segment, we have our mental health specialist back, Pooja Parikh. She was here and she explained the mental mindset behind why men cheat. And now she's here back to answer the flip coin of that question on why do women cheat? What's their motives? Is it anywhere near why men do? Do we share the same motives, the same reasoning, same logic? Are women really from Venus and men from Mars? Or are we just on the same planet and we're just vibing on different frequencies? Does the love language really have any validity? She's here to answer that and more. How was your how's your week been thus it's, far? It's been an okay week, man. It's been I mean, a, well, you know what? In Florida, it's been a little bit cooler than usual. I know. I hate it. I love it. I, I freaking hate it. We could bring know, out the we could bring out the minks now. The minks. You wear <laughs> you look like the type that is like you were you were hitting cross dresser when you were growing up. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Right, this I, guy. I, is, I'm just kidding. Are you on one today? No, I'm not on one. You own one. I'm on several. You know why? Because I'm excited. What are you excited about? Because you know what? We got degraded last week. We, oh, not last week. The last segment we had with men's health. Okay. We got, the guys got, you know, we got, we got torn apart our reputation. And now it's time for the women because we are equal. We are. Opportunist here. I don't know if we're equal, bro. You don't know if we're equal? I don't know. I, so, I mean, we had a great, we had great feedback. Um, people actually love that show. And it was the dark horse, or excuse me, the, the black elephant in the room that I no think, one. I think it was very. About. I think it was very informative. You know, very informative. Um, Open our eyes to, to new things. Absolutely, and people. Hey, people happen to love uh, how Parikh uh, handled it. Pooja. No, I can say Parikh, Miss. No, Parikh. you can say. Pooja. You know why? Because her husband loves when I say that. <laughs> oh, you think it's so? A reminder. Yeah, it's like. It's you know, like. Uh, <laughs> you know what's even crazy though? What's My wife uh, heard heard the episode with Pooja. And she loves her voice. I was going to say that her voice is lovely. It's Everyone so, loves your it's, voice. It's so calm. Well, actually, I'm going to just kept, I'm gonna let her come in. Uh, Pooj. Hi. Thank she you. She said I can call her Pooj. Yeah, she did. <laughs> See? She gave, you, she gave you permission. PTP, whatever you remember. P- PTP. <laughs> PTP. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because her middle name is, what is it, Raymond? No, let Raymond say Trevetti. I knew my boy Raymond had it, for sure. Uh I gotta stop. Hold on. I'm gonna so make good. up a name for you. Yeah, you can make up a name for me. You might, you might need to. I'm what? gonna call you guys R and R. R and R. That's <laughs> funny. Double R. Yo, that's yeah. Raymond's old. That's, <laughs> <laughs> no. that's what I call him and his brother. Yeah, he calls I, me my twin they're brother. Old, they're old boy. They're uh, boy Aww. boy band. Boy band. band yeah. 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 It was never called Double R, but yeah. And I'm not gonna tell you the name. Like I said, that. He's not proud of it. No, I'm proud of the name that we had as a boy band, but I know it can resurface because everything comes in time. So why would I give out that name for someone else to use? You know what I mean? I got you. Like I see potential. I see things happening. Yeah. You know, you and, and you know, not, exactly. I, I am. I'm a trademark. But we're not here for you and your brother. We're here for, <laughs> no, we are here for me and everyone oh. else. No kidding. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Pooja, gosh, you yeah. messed me up, dude. Thank you, Mrs. P. Don't call me P. I have some of my kids that I work with just call me Miss P. Miss, that sounds, you know, kind of inappropriate for men's health. You uh, put man and we're talking P. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Men's health and P just does not. I mean, it's, we're not talking prostate here, but Pooja, it means you know, it means to worship in Sanskrit. That's an Indian name. Ooh, how about that? 
Yeah, See? the whole ritual that when you pray. a lot. Once when again, you're praying, you're doing a puja. A puja. There you cool. go. It's worship. Mm, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. What does that explain? Oh, we're just going to leave it <laughs> like just that. Shut, you just shut us <laughs> down just, right there. We're just going to leave Tell it at that. Tell me more about that. <laughs> no, we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> no, explains it. But no, we, we had great feedback from that topic and this week we wanted to touch on this subject mm-hmm. so we had men we know we understood a little bit more into our psyche why why men step out why men cheat why men um seek alternative re- alternative relationships um is that right and i'm saying the right thing alternative relationships or is well, that alternative while lifestyle while they're not faithful yes or, yeah. yeah or just infidel or having affairs yeah. yeah having affairs or even even considering it Right, mm-hmm. so as such on this week, why do women cheat? Mm, good question. Yeah. So I am going to say that there isn't a huge difference between like men and women and what their needs are, but for women, it is been indicated in some of the research that extramarital affairs is usually related to emotional neglect mm-hmm. in their primary um, relationship. So it's a little bit more than solely needing the physical needs met, but it's about that phys- uh, the emotional connection and feeling, you know, wanted, feeling desired, feeling thought of during the day. Right. Um, because, you know, as we get through a relationship and you've been together for uh, a while with somebody, your body changes, the way you feel about yourself changes, mm-hmm. but you, you get comfortable and things get, you know, Complacent. So complacent and just kind of in the moment, especially when you start to have kids in the picture. So for women, they found that sometimes it's kind of gaining that sense of self-esteem back about their identity. Somebody outside of being a mother and a, and a wife, you know, they're, they're finding their inner woman. And often, in some cases, anger, like seeking some sort of way to address some betrayal that they felt emotionally from mm. a partner. So it's, it's more so, so from what, I'm, what you're saying, it's more so emotional for women, but it is a little emotional for A little for bit men. more. Not a like bit, there wasn't such mm-hmm. a high number, like yeah. the difference is so statistically significant, but it, there was slightly more people or women that do tend to engage in like extramarital affairs uh, or sex with multiple partners. Mm. Uh, for emotional reasons. Emotional reasons. Uh, what about a what about abuse? Does yeah. So I guess that would kind of come out of like anger, seeking that revenge, but also like neglect and abuse. Sort of just falls into a very different category. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like so. I guess sounds like you're referring to like if a woman's in a, an abusive relationship with her male partner. Uh, no, I was referring to, let's say maybe, um, like emotional or abuse, verbal abuse, maybe, uh, what about child abuse when she was younger or what oh, about, right. what about, yeah. or, or, you know, uh, something in that regard. Yeah, that can absolutely happen. Um, some reenactment mm-hmm. of, you know, if there's a trigger from their past trauma related to sexual abuse, uh, that can certainly lead to some reenactment, which would then come through other men, um, because again they're putting themselves in that situation of being sort of un- loss of control, um, putting 
back that, you know, the, the trauma situation, the environment, the way it was, uh, seeking a certain type of a male, so maybe someone that's more uh, dominant or dominating or alpha, so to speak. Um, that can be one. ADHD, again, plays a big role because women, too, can have that and get bored. Uh, and uh, what else? Well, yeah, def- definitely there to touch was, on that because yeah. when you when you mentioned the uh, uh, the the I don't uh, child abuse or sexual abuse as a as a child, I remember dating in high school, dating a girl. Um, name was, her name was Roxanne, which uh, Roxanne. Why well, you saying Roxanne? Like sting, I'm singing. I'm singing the other Roxanne with the hip hop version. What was it, Roxanne? Roxanne. Oh. Dum, dum. I want to be your man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah anyway. I don't know that one. You don't know the one? <laughs> uh, no, just, I'm saying just, it. She's, she's from the West Coast. That's why. Nah, bro. I'm from the West Coast. No, you should know that. It's like a classic. Roxanne, Roxanne. I want to be your man, right? I want to be your man. Wasn't it like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds familiar, but yeah, I, see? I don't know. If I hear it. Probably not your favorite, but um, <laughs> we forgive you. Uh, but I dated this oh, girl. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. So I dated her, and she had, I didn't know she had um, sexual abuse. Her, her um, which is really, I found out later, which is really grossed out, but her, she was sexually abused by her grandfather. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, she just had this, this high sexual um, appetite, drive. drive. Yeah, yeah, but. And so she would, you know, cheat and, and it would be with anything, you know, boy, girl, different people. Right. And and I've noticed with a lot of w- girls, it, it, you, it, it's so funny. I don't know if I grew up in a generation that it was just, it was more of that than you realized. Mm-hmm. So it opened up her to, um, uh, I would say, I don't want to say le- lesbianism. Is that is that a term? That is a term, lesbianism, right? I, uh, being a le- wait, I, I, don't know, I don't know what the the correct is it lesbianism no is that the term um, I wouldn't your, say, your sexual identification yeah well she was lesbian she, lesbian or oh, bisexual there you go she was Bi- more well, so bisexual you're into men and yeah so women. she was bi okay. so she was bisexual there you go so she went both ways so I, and I've noticed a lot of women or a lot of girls at that at age uh, I don't know if it was my generation there was a lot more of that being done as for some type of sexual abuse whether it was um, mm-hmm. from a family member but they were more so sexually driven they had a high sex drive or or like you said um wanted hypersexual to be, yeah yeah and uh I, so mm. i can see why that would play um as a as a as a, as an adult because you you keep on you hold on to those habits especially if you haven't sought sought out after professional um therapy or or right you know mm-hmm. well that, that goes Do you back you know how old she was when the abuse happened and from what I, I mean, I don't want to be called a lie, but I think around, I'd say eight or something. Ugh. Yeah, it's actually very common for uh, young girls or women in their past to have been, or even in the present, to be raped by somebody that they know versus yeah. someone they don't know. Um, and at that age, the brain is developing, and it's so, uh, I guess, it, it's not fully developing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when things like that happen at such a young age, it completely changes your neurobiology. So the connection then gets made that this is how my worth is, my self-esteem is uh, counted. So if I'm wanted and desired by men, then therefore yeah. I'm worthy. Um, that's my role. Mm-hmm. And it just it's the wiring in your brain that gets 
made that way because it's such a profound experience. I uh, remember hearing about a case study during a um, a course and a web like a seminar, sorry, mm-hmm. on child sexual abuse, and it was about a young girl, seven years old, and her stepfather would, you know, always go into her bedroom mm-hmm. at night and, you know, rape her essentially. And when wow. asked, why didn't you like say something sooner to anybody? And the little girl said. That was the only time he was nice to me. Oh, my gosh. That is really sad and sick. And so that changes your brain circuitry. I mean, if that's the only time he was nice to her, Uh then that's positive reinforcement, right? To her, like, that behavior meant, okay, he's going to be nice to me, so it's a good thing. Wow. Otherwise, he would hit her, you know, punish her in very horrible ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So that became the undesired you know, thing that she wanted from him. So his other behavior alternative, which is obviously unacceptable, became the norm for her and the more desired reaction from him. Mm, that's sad. You know, no, very, sad. very so, sad. So that definitely becomes, that becomes your identity. That becomes mm-hmm. how you are, you see yourself. You see yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if the term sex object is right. Cause you do, it, you get objectified. Yeah, you objectify, uh, you, you see yourself objectified by men and, and, and the only time they're nice to you, to you is when they're making sexual advancement. Right. Yeah. So that would definitely play an infidelity in, in a marriage where you get, you get, you get a husband, he's paying attention to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, time goes by and the honeymoon phase fades and all of a sudden now your neighbor or someone's paying attention to you, giving you that, that high or someone in the grocery store or whatnot. And mm-hmm. then you reactivate that, uh, I guess that, 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 uh, feeling. Yeah. I guess that feeling that they that, wanted or like, Oh, yeah. this person wants me, needs me. Like your brain has trained itself to react to that. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're going to take it. That goes uh, back not to, always, but in some cases, it goes back to what you said last, uh, our last session when you said, uh, if you never heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote. Yep. Yeah. That's what I wrote that, that day in the stall. Right, <laughs> and then, you know, it, no, that is, a, and I, I don't know, I really wish I could figure out who said it. I mean, it's not my quote, but I... You're welcome again. You're welcome. <laughs> Are we, did you want to switch to talk about narcissism? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to do a case study on Ray today, but thank you. So good, <laughs> Not about Ray today. So, you know, in some cases, it's also something as benign as like one person didn't know they were in a committed relationship or a monogamous relationship and the other one thought they were. Well, so so it's a lack of communication, you think? Yeah, lack of communication, lack of maybe accepting the reality of the situation. Wow. (laughs) Um, I I can believe that. I can see that. You think because of of just how our society is, where it's less communication happening, and everyone just assumes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you know, like I, I mean, I'm a, I'm the OG of the millennial generation. I guess. <laughs> get, um, get a dog. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I'm the year that they would consider you a millennial, mm-hmm. but um, they, you know, I think. Back then, you know, you used to like, you go out, the boy asks you out, or vice versa, and people actually like go on dates, and it's like, will you be my girlfriend, will you be my boyfriend? Um, now, I've worked with like 
16-year-olds, and what I asked is they laugh at me. They're like, what are you talking about? Nobody asks if you're going to be their girlfriend. We just sort of hang out, hook up, and that's yeah. how it goes. That's yeah. crazy. And that's the, uh, that's what it's the craziest thing. The hookup word is crazy. Yeah, like, and, yeah. It's, and it's normal. That's yeah, it's, well, it's normal. normal. It's normal. Yeah, yeah because, you know, uh, they don't have to communicate now. They can just text through the phone and say, hey, you know. Right. You know, and there's no communication. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. There's, like, there's, there's less, there's no communication. It's, so here we go. So basically, it's just like uh, you're being in the room with, what is this generation again? My, my kid said, is it ZY or YZ? What is this generation now? Now we're on Gen X or something. Gen X or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and they're proud of it. I'm like, oh. So they, they could be <laughs> in the same car and stuff and not communicate with each other. They'd rather be on their phones communicating yeah. with whoever else on social media that whatever the case may be. Uh, so... Just imagine these relationships that, you know, it's like, hey, they don't, I don't even know how they do. They got, so they have acronyms. Everything's short. Everything's yeah. short written. It's, 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 everything is short and quick. And even the relationships are short and quick. It's almost like a pre, a pre, you know, it's almost like a foreshadowment of the relationship. It's actually kind of sad because it's really shallow. No, it is very shallow. It's really shallow, in my, in my opinion. I think it's shallow. I think there's no really no real connection. I think there's no real understanding of what love is about. I think it's thrown around like it's some kind of like uh, I don't know party word. But it's, you know, it's turned around. It's thrown around like it's a fa- a fad, a fade, a fad. Excuse me, a fad. Almost like it's it's the uh, it's it's the the word of the season. Uh, you know, oh, okay, you you like someone, you love them. They love real quick. They do everything real quick. It's a fast lane life. Like mm-hmm. they go through as far as teenagers and they're, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are as for, as far as transmitted, transmitted diseases, but I know it's high up there because they're, they're moving at this crazy rate and they're not Much even faster yeah, than, than we ever did. They're not mm-hmm. even taking any precaution. Um, right. Damn, I so many like schools can't even talk about it. Uh, people yeah. are like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about it. sex education, but then mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the kids are not having sex. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. That's so very, that's very it's true. just this whole culture of instant gratification yep. and movies where it glorifies like that popular boy, you know, and that the nerdy girl wanting to fit in or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just a very false narrative that it develops that if you're not like this and your life sucks. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and here's and you can't even you can't even communicate. I mean, they don't even know how to communicate. Yeah. Like I remember having just social skills from, okay, like for instance, you're with an adult, like you go visit your grandparents and you have to sit there and socialize with your grandparents and talk to them, ask them how, and these bring up social skills like, okay, this is like practice for the real world. They don't have that. So they communicate so much on their phone that when they're in front of someone, it's an awkward situation. Are you speaking about my kids? <laughs> no, not your kids. I'm talking about my. I'm talking about my kids. Uh, you know what I mean. I, I remember the other day uh, when they came over. I know. Right? <laughs> no, I haven't met. I haven't met Ray's <laughs> kids yet. He sent me a pic. Mm. He just sent me a pic. Ray got kids, man. Um, <laughs> but let me explain. Well, who has the daughters? Ray, do you do or Reggie? I'm so sorry. Oh, Ray has got daughters, 15 and 18, right? No, no, I got. Oh, that's mine. Damn, girl, you got a good memory. No, Ray's got daughters. I remember. <laughs> <sent> me a picture. <laughs> He's looking at me. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's okay. He's lying. I can feel your energy, bro. I can read you. <laughs> but I'm not even gonna put this on here. But this is hilarious. So anytime you said, 
<laughs> you okay with this? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Anytime you, oh, he's, so he's, I thought you asked me. I'm like, I'm good. He's yeah, gonna go kill ahead. me. He's gonna kill me, but it's cool. Anytime you send a picture, and it, you know how you, you you see the stuff. Okay, you know how you see a news. Let's say from New York Times, and there's a group of people. Yeah, and they have from right to left the names. Uh-huh. Anytime you send a picture and you put from left to right the names, <laughs> you got some kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He, well, see, what he's getting at is that, so, Kara, my wife, and I are mm-hmm. both divorced, right? So we, okay. got, we got back together. We got together, and she had kids, and I have kids. Aww. So, yeah. she's got some adopted kids, and she has biological kids. She's got, wow. she's got uh, one child from Africa, two from mm-hmm. Haiti, and then she has two biological that's amazing. Which yeah. is awesome. I agree. Yeah. It's so, awesome. So we went to a uh, we went to uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, on a trip. We took a picture, and we were missing we were missing one kid, but we took uh, one of the one of the girls' uh, boyfriend. So I sent Reggie a picture of us because I talk I talk about the family so much. He doesn't have an idea of he has a he knows a few of them, but he doesn't know everyone. So I took a picture. Yeah. I sent I sent him a picture of everyone, so yeah. he has an idea of who I'm talking about. And I went. Like like in a caption, if you're watching a newspaper or something like that. Yes, I put down, exactly. That's I put what down, I said. I put down the names you're and close. I put down from left to right yes. each, each person. And it was kind of long. You know? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I just said. That's exactly what I what, just said. She, she needed like a little bit of, you know, history on what's going on. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I need a context. Thank yeah, you for that. Exactly. Yeah, yo, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. So yeah. back to why women cheat. Yeah. yeah, we're going back to that. I'm leaving that out of the show. It's not even going to be on the show, bro. It was just for Pooja. It was for Pooja. It was uh, for me. Okay, Pooja. thank you. Yeah, but yeah, no. To to just to kind of like touch back on that. Well, you know, when we talked about why men cheat, the study that I had used from the Journal of Sex, which was done uh, via University of Maryland, okay, was that you know men tend to be motivated motivated more by sexual desire, variety situational forces like, you know, being away on vacation, work trips, things like that. Um, women were more primarily likely to be motivated by neglect. So we're looking at, you know, emotional neglect or sexual neglect. Um, you're not, you know, paying attention, uh, not really paying attention if she's staying at home and taking care of the entire household, so not getting appreciated. Things like that tend to motivate women and you go back historically right like mm-hmm. when we were all cave what are cavemen days yeah men were hunters women were gatherers and women needed the strongest like caveman to attach to so that they could protect them mm-hmm. their offspring uh, and guarantee like resources uh, protection food survival but and so women always took on that role of like being okay i'm gonna you know take the food and take care of all the other stuff in the house and the kids but things have changed over the years, and a lot of women also have their own occupational identity, professional identity. Yes, and, they do. Mm-hmm. But the roles at home haven't shifted all that much. Like that's right. still, oh, wait, that's your job. Um, so that's something I think that can build resentment oftentimes because they might feel like, why do I have to – I work to pay the bills, and I come home and cook and clean and take care of the kids. I don't get to have poker nights or play video games or whatever. Um, so that's a form of neglect that they're going to pick up on is according to, you know, what I'm interpreting neglect as um, emotionally not paying attention to what they need or even sexually not 
having sex as often as the the female partner might like in a relationship or in a way that they might like. Um, how, how, like do the, how do the how um, do how does the five love languages come into play in that? Do they come into play in there at all? Or you know, I don't. Really she she no, can speak to that. I haven't read that read book. book. And I'll okay. be honest, I'm not a fan of the five love languages. <laughs> okay. You're not. Um, yeah. Because I think it just, it's too what? general and it's about like, oh, some people, you know, as far yeah. as I know, it goes by, oh, they'll express their love by giving gifts while another by sharing their emotions and telling you how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great information to know. That's a variable to know about your spouse. You should know what they like. Um, and they should know how you express it, of course. But I don't know if that plays a role, really, I mean, in this thing, because it's cheating is such a complex thing that the study has found that, um, you know, it's, it, the infidelity can happen to anyone, even couples in seemingly stable relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's not about wanting to leave or end the relationship often is just fulfilling a need. I mean, like I've heard many of the couples I've seen where this has been the case or individuals where this has been the case, um, that it just kind of helped them to blow off some steam outside, get like an escape from their day to day, but they were able to be more present when they came home from their escape um, Mm. in that way. But also statistically women are more likely to leave their primary partner for the person that they've had an affair with, if it's like love, um, goes beyond the love that they may feel for their primary partner than men. Do you believe it's, um, do you believe it's love or do you believe it's more so, uh, because I know in women being physical is more so emotional. So do you think just, uh, do you think they confuse it with love when it's more so lust? I don't know. I mean, how do men do you think? Like, how did you know your partner was the one? Like, were you confused? No, but here's yeah. the thing. I'm like, more. How do men know? No, well, I can't speak for every man, but I know. Um, I'm more so. So, like I told you, I mean, if you know my my background, a single yeah. parent household. So, uh, I I've been raised like your name to worship a woman. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's why, because I've seen my mom, so I appreciate that. So she and. The way she raised us and guided us is to have respect, open doors and whatnot and for elders and for women. So mm-hmm. for me, I think I've taken on part of that. I don't want to say feminine vibe, but, I, I, you know, we have a little femininity in me. Or uh, respectful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and being more emotional and sensitive because I grew up with a, a, a single parent. So, you know, you had you with a woman, a woman. So you pick up on their energy and you pick up on their habits in a sense. You know, no, I don't snap my fingers or nothing like that. But <laughs> when I get angry, uh, but so I, that makes me more sensitive, more sensitive and more understanding, uh, more understanding, more uh, empathetic uh, to to a person, to a woman. So I, I go off the need. So that's what I'm saying. I can't relate to every man, but with my oh, partner, yeah. I've I, you know, it was off of that. You know what I mean? So maybe I'm a. a a hopeless romantic, so I don't yeah. know. So that well, I, I can play nice. that. Yeah, well, she's very lucky. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it, there let's are see, many let's see people. What she said. Who, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> we should have Carol on here. Be like, so what do you use? Yeah, yeah, we should definitely have Carol on there. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely have Carol. On. Uh, you know we're, what I was we're thinking? Gonna, we're going to have Carol on here. Remember? Yeah, we are. We're going to have actually have couples couples night out. Yeah. Oh. We have the women. We have both uh, the wives on here, and we're just going to. How well you know your mate, kind of type of deal. Um, it'd be cool. 
Yeah, it's really cool. I think so. Um, Ray just keeps avoiding the date, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you avoiding there, huh? I know, right? He's like, no. I'm like, yo, but you talked to your wife yet about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what'd she say? Crickets. And he's like, oh, how about the uh, the Lakers? Okay. <laughs> um, um, so it's just hormonal too. I mean, you know, like some women like sexually hit their peak in their 30s, whereas men are. Like in their late teens, twenties, when so, they hit their peak. See, I keep hearing that. I keep, I keep, keep hearing when they hit menopause and it spikes back up. So, when you yeah, say they, they yeah, when you say they hit their sexual peak, it's it's defined that for a man listening to the show. What the hell does mean that she hit her sexual peak? Did she stop wanting to uh, be adventurous in the bedroom? Does it mean she's not going to take up pole? dancing lessons or workouts so you know what i mean like generally define that for us sure so there's so many different aspects to this i mean no i mean not many women don't hit menopause at like 30 but Mm -hmm. you know i think as you get a little bit over your 30s closer to your 40s you know the biological clock is like ticking so you are in this urge to like procreate because like you could pretty soon not be able to although that is not always true these days. Many women can reproduce into their forties. I mean, that's not unheard of and until they're, you know, regularly menstruating, but the hormones will spike because biologically, right. That is their time to conceive um, before it may not, they may not be fertile as much. So that could be, that's one biological basis for why like many women hit their sexual peak in their like thirties or like mid to late where they want more sex or they want different types of sex. Whereas uh-huh. men tend to, in their like late teens or teen years, twenties are sort of very, um, on the prowl because at that time they're also, their stamina levels are different. Um, they're younger, so their offspring are going to be better taken care of. Um, because women that are younger, right, like they're able to have less sexual dysfunction um, in terms of, you know, biologically being able to, to be ready to have sex. It's more quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that hormone peaks again uh, back in, I think, the 30s to closer 40 or whenever you're getting closer to like menopause because you are, you know, this is your time. This is when you're fertile. So there's a huge biological component for our sex drive. It's for our survival of the species, but also it's just sort of also depends on what each individual is not getting in their relationship, what their history is, what their emotional traumas are, things like that play a role. But again, you know, infidelity, it doesn't always mean that it, that relationship is unhealthy or they are, you know, on the brink of divorce. It, it could just indicate that there's some things that people need maybe an adrenaline rush some people like that secret mm, um but yeah. i don't know if you guys ever saw that show um I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now but she was married to um the housewives the real not the real housewives but that actual show on abc desperate housewives um yes even even longoria even longoria yeah and like Tony parker character. oh you're talking about real yeah. oh you're talking about her actual but, but on the show oh her show okay Ooh, her that, character uh, was like married to this rich guy who okay. was providing for her in every yeah. way oh and she kept but cheating with the lawn guy and everything the pool the guy, boy. yeah right oh the, you know because she was it was just like a, a new thing to you know 
She needed a thrill in her life. Away a lot. He yeah. wasn't always in the mood. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like this younger, hot, like housewife. So she was always looked at and you know thought of as a sexual object, and she liked it. So <laughs> could, be, could be admired. Could be right, admired. right. That's yeah. her identity. Um, and then of course it shifts later on in the show, you know, where she became the breadwinner and things change, but initially so it's sort of like that well, do you think um, it was a, a a play of empowerment it made her feel more powered uh, you know more empowered and, and feel like she had the authority not just over the household because he 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 was a breadwinner but you know she was just a uh, lack of a better term desperate housewife well she sounded like she was excited Sometimes. no but I she mean, was just a trophy wife so basically she had no from the show what i remember she didn't have any any attributes that could contribute to the household because yeah, she's she still, a yeah, trophy she still wife. had feelings though. No, no, but I'm saying, do you, th- I, I'm saying you think the you affair think because she didn't financially contribute like financially or she didn't feel any, uh, control. Like he controlled the credit cards and everything. That was her way of empowerment. Like, okay, so I, I have this pool boy that's younger and whatever could garden boy revenge working but, out, pa- you know, passive aggressively. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy with you. So this is where I have my powers, my, womanhood and i'm going to control that and be in charge yeah. of that yeah look at um, psycho psychoangelizing the damn uh, desperate house i know right <laughs> that's like a classic example where that neglect plays a role right so there's that, that um uh-huh. but yeah oh go ahead sorry oh no you're good i was gonna say what are do you are there any particular signs that your spouse your your female spouse is is cheating or debating on uh, cheating, are there, are there red flags um, a husband or a boyfriend should look out for? Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think this can go both ways, right? Like if um, there's a different way that they prefer sex all of a sudden or there's like new things that they're doing. Whoa, 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 Don't speed through it. No, no, don't speed through it. No, no, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, it, listen. It, listen no. Yo, don't speed through stuff. Uh, she was like, no, wait, This is the important Right? Yeah, I'm saying no. If you're touching on points, I want to understand your point. So, if they start saying, "Let's try something different," it can't just be organic and innocent. No. It has to be. Well, I'm with the no, pool boy, and if she, if she wants it. something new and exciting, you have to be watching out for that. No, no, no. no, no she no. was saying that. That's what she just said. Okay. No, I didn't say that. I said that if all of a sudden she wants to try like, a new position or something, are, right, or things like you know are different, mm-hmm. be done for you. Yeah. Um, there's a change in the way that she's dressing. She's looking more attractive oh. daily. She's putting herself together more mm-hmm. than she used to a little while ago. Um, is she more excited these days? Is she planning, you know, more things outside of the home or trying to be like, oh, I'm going to go do this, but something they didn't do before. Oh, um, okay. You know, yeah. So like diff- differences in the differences patterns. in the routine. Okay. So routine, mm-hmm. patterns, appearance, yeah. Uh, maybe things that they're trying out in bed without kind of maybe it being a, something that has come up with you guys before. Gotcha. Um, because, you know, it's worked and, and, and with the other partner. But that's also not very, you know, we didn't address this for men, so I want to be equal opportunity here. Oh, no. We're, we're definitely being equal right now. No, you know, we had that time. <laughs> and so for men, too, I mean, similar stuff, right? Are you smelling different things? Right. Are they all of a sudden not as interested in um engaging with you or their female spouses are they kind of checked out are they finding more ways or reasons to be out of the house are they going to the gym more putting more effort into what they look like gotcha. um what about sorry, carrying my little oh no you're fine no um, yeah we love it we love it and you know things like that so it, it there's subtle changes 
Now, I think that oftentimes it's a really good sign if a partner can come to the other and tell you that this is what I want and talk about it. I'm feeling stagnant. This is how I want to change it up. Yeah. And both of you can kind of figure out what you're willing to do and how to do that. I think that can be a really good thing and can actually prevent someone from looking for it elsewhere. Mm. Um, it's like role playing, you know. Things yeah. Like that, so that, that, that's what I was touching on. So fellas, don't go crazy or berserk and go beat your wife or anything and blame it on the pooge. No, uh, <laughs> my God, no. Because it could just be them talking to their girlfriends. Because a lot of women do talk to their girlfriends and hear about their sexual uh, right. life. And, That's and, the other thing I was going to say. It doesn't necessarily mean that all those things. Exactly. And they, right. and, and they can get uh, advice and, and hear about. Online. Exactly. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're con- women are constantly reading. So um, how, do, how do you enhance your communication, though? What's your, well, if you're going through that problem. I don't with, think I, we want with, um, to touch on yeah. that today. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk, you want to say that for the yeah right I don't think I'm, so. I'm yeah. sorry hey, I was just saying, I know I know you're yeah. t- I know we're gonna touch on that in the third segment gotcha yeah. um, but so but you, again you know let me just reiterate that yeah. if all of a sudden your boyfriend or husband starts to dress nicely looking better doesn't necessarily mean that they're cheating they might be doing it for you um, or themselves if, yeah or for themselves yeah. uh, it's just a way to feel good too for yourself and for women like I know. During COVID right now, it's hard, right? Like we can work in our PJs if you want, but I still like to get up and get dressed. Like I'm going to my office, I'm going to see someone in person because it helps me get ready for the day and feel good right. and put my positive energy out there about what I want to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, and if your husband's, you know, if your husband says, "Damn it, Pooch, why are you dressing all up in this damn house all of a sudden? Who are you dressing?" <laughs> He's lost his damn mind. I'm kidding. No, I need what? He's always like, "Oh, you look." Oh, you look nice today. I'm like, don't I always? Are you saying I look oh ugly otherwise? Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you get that right. It's, it's like men can't win or can't women win. can't win. Depends. Uh, oh, but yeah, I was so I, if a woman's just like you know getting dressed, losing weight, could be for herself to feel better. What if their vernacular? Better. What if their vernacular starts changing? Like all of a sudden, you guys spend all your time together, and let's say they start using terminologies and stuff that it, it's not regular. Like what do you mean? Like for instance, they start using terms and phrases that was not there because you just said the routines because you've noticed that before. Like, let's say if your your wife or, or your husband has been t- has a best friend now and they're chit-chatting. Using their words? They're using their vernacular. They're using their terms and stuff like that, terminologies. So what if you guys are like, so let's say they're, they're at work all the time and, you're, and, and there's no in-between. So where's this new terms and, and terminologies and, and catchphrases are coming from? Should... So someone wonder, could that be a sign that they are, they're talking to, and it sounds more like a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Excuse me. It doesn't sound like, hey girl, get your hair did or something like, it sounds more like something <laughs> that men would say. You know what I mean? That could, that could be that they're having a friendship outside of the relationship because they're using terminologies and things like that that you normally wouldn't use and there's no space for that. Maybe. I mean, but look, if you know, if you see someone truly as a friend, whether it's a female friend, yeah. if you're, if you're a man or a vice versa, then it really shouldn't be an issue to be able to tell your spouse about, hey, I met this uh, coworker that we really clicked when we had this meeting and we do connect here and there on Slack or whatever yeah. through text. And I just want you to just talk about that, normalize that person in your life. Because if you hide it, then that looks weird and that looks strange. It does. And that's where it's like, yeah, when you well, find why out, would you just tell me about it, my it does, but in a, in a way, this oh, man, it's so weird. It's so touch. It's so it's such a touchy subject because there's so much alternative motives these days. You don't know, like you know, the yeah. the, the, the saying, "Men can't really be friends with women." Uh, you know what I mean? It's, and sure, it, because there's always that 
underlying attraction because well, this, this goes people to trust. Are drawn, yeah, well, it goes yeah. to trust, but trust it's all, understanding your partner. Yeah, but let's just be real. Like, if we're being real, we're all we are visual people, and okay. we know what we like. So we don't see someone and say, you know what? Let me close my eyes and you know, let me find the ugliest person to best to be a bestie with. No, you know what <laughs> I mean. We we are attracted to the person and we we're drawn to them, and then. We find out whether it's going to be, excuse me, then we find out whether it's going to be a friendship or if, you know, where it goes from there. Mm, See what I'm saying? So it's more so the attraction that draws you to, I don't agree with that. To the opposite sex, you mean? Nah. Yeah, to the opposite sex. So you're saying you go to the person who's because they're attractive or you, what are you saying? I'm saying your mind, we know what we like, so you're attracted to it. This is just how we are as human beings. We, so you don't pick a friendship because you're like, oh man, let me go get that one eyed person. Oh my God. You know what I mean? With the, with, let me go get the gimp. No, you don't. Say, I'm just saying, like, being real. You don't say, damn, let me go, you know, let me go get the amputee and be better. No, you don't. Because your mind is, a, we look at things and we're attracted to things. I'm just being real. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, it not, sounds shallow, but it's legit. If we're being legit that's not on this show and, and I, being 100%, it's facts, bro. Are you saying, so you're saying that you will only befriend a girl because she's good looking no i'm not saying i'm saying i'm generalizing it as far as men or women okay a woman sees this and and okay so you're at the store just we're made up that way we we are indoctrinated by society that we see a shirt we like we go to we see a store we go to that store we go everything's marketing so we look at things and we're attracted yeah yeah exactly everything's branded yeah exactly so visually we see a person and we're like oh even I'm intrigued by that person, even if it's innocent. I'm intrigued by that. Oh, I, that, the, the blouse that person's wear. Oh, wow. You, you know, oh, the outfit. Oh, I like the style. Oh, I want to get to know that person. So we, we kind of, it kind of builds up into this, this uh, momentum in a sense. And then we go up to the person. If the person gives you eye contact and, you, and all of a sudden you're talking to the person, depending on how brave you are. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we're not, a tra- we, there's no way a friendship is just built on, Friend, I'm gonna be. Hey, friend, friend. No, it's they had an alternative. They, they, the reason they sought after that person is because they had something else in their mind. Whether I want to well, know them because they're beautiful. I, 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 wanna, I don't agree with that. You don't? Yeah. No. Well, because what about your guy friends? Are you like attracted to them that way? No, nah, I'm talking about the opposite sex. Don't talk enough about the opposite sex. Yeah. I, let me just say this about me. So, platonically, when, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I, like I said, you guys can see what you want. I when, I, when I meet people, yeah. it's based on like the situation or circumstance. It's not based on the visual most of the time. I can tell you that for a fact. It, it's not always like that for me personally. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just based I mean, on situations. There's also like for for a lot of people mm-hmm. like they may not be that attractive to you right away but if you work with this person and you see them on an ongoing basis or you're part of some group where you see this person you like their personality they make you laugh or maybe you know they start to really connect on the same values you see you, you see past all the flaws you, you, right. you see you the person absolutely absolutely and that makes them more attractive to you yeah, right, right. i agree so it's but a great I, abstract concept I, I yeah that's that's something you didn't see coming but see, i'm seeing i'm saying the majority of the friendships that so, you start i think is visually so i not, think so like shallow reggie over here he's talking about he's <laughs> just, he's i'm just, shallow i told you that i got a deep part and i'm shallow there's a movie about you called shallow hell by the way oh, oh i saw that <laughs> that's a good one good but one. uh yeah, so you yeah. would never go up to like a woman you find attractive at a grocery store and be like hey girl what's your name because that would obviously not be for friendship <laughs> Well, exactly. Well, it's here's the thing. I'm just saying, as a single person, or whatever the case may be, 
if you want to, you're not, I don't, I just think you're attracted to what you're attracted to. So basically you're drawn to, okay, hey, I, I think it, it starts off as wanting to be something more and then it turns out to be a friend because Hey, oh, you're you're in a relationship. See, exactly. Oh, you're in a relationship. Okay, let's be friends. And that's not the 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 initial reason why you stepped up to that person. Oh, right, but also accepting the friendship is not the reason. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, cool, but secretly hoping. Well, that's that what that guys. Well, that's right? what a lot of guys do. And uh, let's yeah. not, you know, let's let's be real. That's what a lot of guys. You, you even spoke from experience. You said, uh, well, last time we spoke to you, you said you've had things where guys took things out of uh, out of contact, and and you had end of friendship. Oh, of course, yeah. But, that, but that's yeah, what that I'm happens. saying. See, because they come off as a pale horse, not a pale horse, but a Trojan horse disguised as, oh, yeah, you're in thing. No, that's cool. Let's be friends. But, but, that's, that, probably, but that's, that's not their initial reason for stepping up to you or wanting that, to know you. That's probably just them. Not per se. You're speaking in general for all people, right? I'm not speaking for all people. I'm I'm, if I generalize it, it would be a majority. Or, or it would be a, a majority, I would say. I'm sorry. Your no, 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 yeah, you know, I think you're right. I mean, in that case, like, yeah, right. A lot of people, you know, before maybe you have a lot of uh, friends of the opposite sex, but once you get a relationship, you prioritize that relationship, and that partner may not like some of the friends that you have of your opposite sex. And so ultimately, you kind of just stop spending as much time if you value the relationship. But. Now, this is tricky because if you truly have a friendship and it's platonic and there's no threat of, like, anything being more than just that, yeah. then it's not fair for you to have to end a relationship with a friend just because it's, it's a guy and you're, you know, or a girl and your girlfriend doesn't like it or your boyfriend doesn't like the fact that you have your clothes. That happened to me years ago. Like when I but was it in, could happen. A long time ago. <laughs> that kind of happened to me. Yeah. Where I had a good friend of mine. Uh, we were really close. Yeah. And um, I, I and um, she was even married at the time. Gotcha. And um, and then she went through a divorce or whatnot. And I was always yeah. still her friend. I would go over there, hang out with her, or whatever. But we never, I, I, I never saw her as someone I wanted to be with because I, I loved her as a friend Ooh, wholeheartedly, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And then um, one night she tried to come on to me. Gotcha. And I told her, I said, look, I just, see I, you. I, I love you, but as my friend, I said we can't go past this because. It, it would be different. Our relationship would be totally different. Yeah. And I, I don't see you that way. And she told me she didn't care. She just wanted to be with me. Yeah. And I said, listen, I, I just can't do that. Yeah. I just can't. And so she kept trying to do something with me. And I said, yeah. I have to leave. And I left. And I, I never talked to her again. Were you in a relationship at the time or no? No. Okay. No. Yeah. But, but see, I guarantee you that you she was getting the emotional validation and the support from you that she was not getting from her spouse yeah yeah she was because like listen um if she needed me i was there if she wanted you were the guy that was there all the time yeah she was i mean i was i I was down for her because when i first when i first came to san diego yeah her mom and she and her mom took me out showed me around san diego and i was so thankful for that i mean i was so happy they showed me out they took their time to show me out so i was i wanted i was always grateful to her for that so um well and here's the other thing. So, yeah, it is sad, but uh, good, 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 good guy. You're a good guy uh, for not, <laughs> not going past that boundary. Not only that, being not only that infidelity. I mean, her, you know, committing adultery. Good for you, buddy. Um, and I'm being real. But on that note, I was going to touch back on what you were saying before, Pooja. I'm not saying. I think I'm not saying if you have a friendship before the relationship that you've just got, because I think anyone that's coming in should respect anything you've had before, because they came before. Became before you, 
but I'm saying there's there probably people that are disguised. Um, I think maybe that 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 kind of um, uh, exposes people's real. Uh, I think that exposes Motive. yeah motives. So you so let's say uh, they let's say they get in a relationship. Let's say they get in a relationship and they're like um, either they're being different and they're they're you know you're so let's say they, they, whether it's the guy or the female they're they're being different towards them. Be towards you, or whatever the case may be, and kind of like uh, their tail shows, pretty much. What's that mean? Like they're showing their tail, like they're showing what they're what they're really about. Their yeah, yeah, their or, they, or they're or they're hating on on the relationship and whatnot too. You know what I mean? So they're calling out negative things. Oh, this guy's he nothing. He's this or right. whatever the case uh-huh. may be. So I think that that also tells exactly what you said. Tail sh- short tail shows shows their tail what what they're actually going to be doing. Is that a, sh- a southern term? Probably so. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard show the tail. I've heard show their true colors. Is that? That's the same thing. The same thing? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's so much there. And, and, I mean, when you put, you know, get into a relationship, eventually you are going to lose friends of the opposite sex because you do have to prioritize your partner. And if there's a history where maybe you guys hooked up when you're friends in college or something, but no longer do that. However, there is that history. It's always going to feel a little weird for your significant other to see them all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and to that you guys have such a rich history or there's a large part of your life that they know about that your spouse would never kind of get the full picture of. Um, but, you know, I think I think this will be a good place to kind of pick up next week and we Absolutely. can kind of talk more about, you know, what are the behavioral outcomes following infidelity. Um, you know, I'm thinking how often do couples break up from it? How often does the unfaithful partner leave for the person with whom they've cheated? And does the motivation behind infidelity predict the outcome of a relationship? Absolutely. And together? Absolutely. And we want to thank you again for giving us your time and your patience and as well as thank your, uh, please let your husband and your, son. and your son, because you know, baby mama, letting his baby mama yeah. talk on, like on his this. cute baby mama <laughs> today. Talk, exactly, giving us his baby mama, giving us his baby mama time. We appreciate that. So let let your son know and let your husband know. We appreciate it. And thank, thank you again, Pooja. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks, Pooja. Thank you guys, and I really enjoyed uh, being on here. And uh, I look forward to our next uh, little Thursdays with Pooja. I guess as we will too. As absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, Pooja. Good night. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Um, And for, for how informative was that? How how interesting was that? Could you could you believe and believe half of the things she was saying? I cannot, but I want to say this, that uh, Pooja definitely helps us out a lot. I mean, she definitely knows her stuff about women, relationships. Uh, definitely informed there. <laughs> What I, you know, what I like about her, the fact, the way she brings the information, it she just brings it on a real down to earth layman terms, and she doesn't, like I said, she doesn't identify herself above. Yeah, what she's she talking about. She doesn't over talk. She doesn't over talk us. Yeah, she doesn't over talk. She, she doesn't sound overly intelligent. Um, she is intelligent, but she doesn't wave that as a a, a, a trophy in front of us. Or, right. She doesn't throw out the labels and the, the, the name tags and the titles and. I'm doctor or I'm, exactly. you know, so or I'm licensed in this and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, she's very 
Like I said, the laid back t- term. And she talks to us as, as if we're just friends. Friends. Yeah. And that makes it so much better to I, be, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to talk to someone and you feel like you're like not being talked down to. Yeah. You're being talked with. Yeah. And she's holding your hand. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that a, a lot of points that you brought up and everything uh, as far as uh, just even a, abuse playing a part in a, in a woman being being very over overly sexualized and right right playing that that part playing like so basically man this all falls and stems from a lot of mental health and it just, always goes back to that doesn't it always does man because we man we all need help we all need some type of help and seek help but we we try to cover things up and and something will trigger it like whether it's pent up anger it could, you know, the thing about mental health is that um, we try to overlook it no matter what, but it's right in our face all the time. Yeah. It's absolutely. right in our face all absolutely. the time. And um, it's it's so now it's so evident in everything and every and pretty much um, all conversations, if you really think about it. Yeah. I, I, mental health is becoming the new the new thing, the, which should have been the old thing, because it's always been there. It's just been. Disguise as something else has been hidden with alcoholism. It's been hidden with drug addiction. It's been covered up. Everyone thinks that, you know, it's uh, people are choosing this addictive path, but it's just basically using something to mask something that's deeper beneath the surface. And until we raise our hand and say, hey, I don't feel good. I have a problem. A lot of things are, are going to continue to mask itself into other elements is, and ailments like addiction and drug abuse and domestic abuse, you're going to, you know, and losing your job and depression, all of this stems from mental, mental. Yeah, exactly. Absolute mental, man. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Absolutely. So guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show part two, but there is a part three. There will be, you know why? Cause there's no good movie that has a sequel that doesn't have a, is it a trequel? No, it's not a trequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trilogy. Trilogy. Thank God. There you go. God damn. Thank you, Ray. Uh, you know. Ray is just the mind. You know what I mean? It's so... You know, you know how hard it is just to talk off the damn dome? Dome, dude. It's just crazy. People don't realize that, but it's easy when you're having a conversation. Put a mic in front of you, and all of a sudden, you second guess. You have... Imagine you're rapping. Yeah, exactly, right? You're like, God, I, I got to make sure everything sounds perfect. Got to sound... So on and so forth, I got to use this, got to make sure I'm enunciating and pronunciation and dictation. Yeah. All that plays a part in, in, in what you do. But uh, anyway, so you guys got to stay true for the trilogy. You do. Say, okay. Uh, any, anyway, other than that, guys, um, see you on Friday for our movie reviews. This is exactly. in Reg. Fun. This is Ray. Did you say fun? No, I was going to say great. Yo, but we got to work on this damn bad boy thing, bro. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. Look, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. So this has been great. No, it's been Ray. <laughs> Gosh, damn it, Ray. This is so much fun. Oh, we're, shit. We're bad it. boy for life. Here we go. Yo, so, okay. Take three. This has been Ray and Reg. Like, subscribe, share. Absolutely, bro. Hey, that's been working because you've been saying that, and I've been seeing people like, subscribe. I don't know about the sharing part, but they've been liking and they've hey, been subscribing. Once again, like, subscribe, share. And guess what, guys? It's Bro Rants. We're out. <laughs>